Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Middle Tennessee. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. What else could we possibly talk about today other than the game on Saturday? UT versus the University of Alabama. And as a side note, uh, we walk in this morning and there is a black wreath. I mean, a wreath, totally black with an Alabama A on it on our front door. <laughs> we don't know who done it. But it's there. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Del. Look like Alabama is on the bottom, man. I mean, the Alabamans in this area, you know, you see every third shirt is an A on it. I guess they're hiding them now. Uh, the Orange Crush took over. Orange Crush. Did you, did you watch the game, Mr. York? Every bit of it. Okay. Every there, bit of it. There we go. All right, folks. Uh, very special guest this morning, uh, Mayor of Columbia, Chaz Mulder. He's running for re-election. Uh, he's also a graduate of the University of Tennessee, former student body president, and he and his family were present at the big game. Welcome, Chaz. Well, actually, Delk, uh, I was not there. My wife and I stayed home. It's a sign of the time that we we're living in when my two oldest kids were there uh, with my father-in-law, and my okay. wife and I were in Columbia. So, uh, you know, if I, if I couldn't be there, I guess having my two kids there was okay. Yeah, I saw that video of your children celebrating the victory. It was a special night. I told them on their way home that that's something that they will never forget for the rest of their life. No, they probably won't. And a very special guest this morning, uh, folks, Mr. Tony Basilio. He is out of Knoxville. He broadcasts from there. He's on this station every day from 2 to 4 in the afternoon. And he is all things University of Tennessee. Tony Basilio, welcome. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. Good morning to everyone. Uh, it's great to have you. And I assume you were at the game. I actually, with my post-game responsibilities, so as soon as the games are over, I mean as soon as the games are over, we're live on the air. So I was unable to attend. Um, and that's kind of one of the things I've given up. But in lieu of that, I, I, spend, I spent seven hours on a post-game show the other night. I heard that. Oh my goodness! I'm a little, I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired this morning. I got you. And we've just had another regular special guest dude come in, Carrie Powers. Uh, you were at the game, were you not? Yes, sir. Good morning, Ingevals. All right. Hello, was, Carrie. Was, was, was hey, that you hey. on the? Was that you riding that goalpost, Carrie? I was not on the goalpost, but my son. I thought was. you sent me a picture on the goalpost. Son <laughs> was on the goalpost. I did make the jumbotron though, so that's kind of a special moment. Yeah, I saw you whooping it. I mean, that's the <laughs> loudest yell you could ever come up with, from what I saw. Oh, oh no, my it goodness! Was a, it was a special day. It really yeah. was yeah. a special, yeah. special day. Gary, yeah. you are you're not the one responsible for the black wreath on my front door out here, are you? No, no, but uh, somebody trying to dig at Clayton about that. <laughs> I don't know. All right, Tony Basilio, if you could uh, sort of take us through a, a blow by blow of the game, and then Carrie, Mr. York, Clayton, uh, uh, Mayor Mulder, just y'all sort of chime in and add a little color as we go. How did how did it start out, Tony? You know, I, I just think the game is so much bigger than the game. You know, you think about the game itself, yeah. the way that it went. It was just going to happen. It was just meant to be. We did our show Friday from Calhoun's on the River. And my style, I don't know what my style is. I'm just being me. But I was looking at those Alabama people, and I was telling them, you people are bored. You've won so much, and somebody else needs to win. And Saturday, Tennessee is going to beat you. And... That's kind of what happened. You know, Alabama's quarterback was unbelievable. Uh, the game was incredible. Bryce Young, yeah. They, yeah, they, they came from 18 down. 
took the lead. I mean, the thing was just, and then Tennessee fumbled a ball and a hundred times out of a hundred, Tennessee usually loses that game. But um, at the end of the day, it was meant for Kerry to be on the field, for the mayor's kids to be there enjoying it for all these people. You know, our post game show, usually in our space, we sit there and talk about the game and Doc, you'll appreciate this. People were calling in talking about their time with their families and this being in the wilderness with Tennessee football for 15 years. And now it's back and I can't believe it's back. And so my my thought on and then and then you see all this stuff on social media, you know, people smoking their cigars with their families or hanging out with their families and the all the little videos people put up. And, and my conclusion is this thing is so much bigger than just Tennessee playing Alabama. I mean, it was like really it's like a spiritual experience almost. Wow. What's it and like in Knoxville right now? And, oh, it's incredible. I mean, yesterday, so I'm a musician, so after my seven-hour thing yesterday, it was kind of overcast here, like 65-ish. And I got some coffee yesterday and went and sat in the park and played guitar for about four hours. And I'm watching people, and a few people here recognize me, you know. But for the most part, I'm just watching folks. And, man, when your football team is 6-0 and in this place as much as it means, it it colors things differently. It really does. It's and it's been so long here, and nobody expected it this year. Nobody. But, but Tony, nobody wouldn't, you say, wouldn't you say slaying the dragon had a big impact on that? No question. No doubt. Hey, listen, Tennessee fans are were, have had their hopes up so many times and have had their hopes crushed. And, and I wrote my blog today which we, we put a blog up over at tclub.team every day. And in my blog today, I wrote, you know, it's about time Tennessee fans had one of their dreams or wishes fulfilled. I mean, I've got kids that are 23 years old, okay? And they've never seen Tennessee football be Tennessee football. Yeah. I mean, it's the truth. And it's good. This is a great thing. It's a fun thing for us. It's fun. Oh, it's awesome, man. I- you know, Mayor Mulder, what what were you, uh, the uh, you know everybody kept saying University of Tennessee doesn't have depth. Uh, turned out they had enough. Well, they they certainly did. And, and Tony, what an honor it is to have you on the air this morning. I'm so glad you're here. I'm a long long time uh, listener and first time caller, as they'd say. But you know, my kids uh, they left Columbia, Tennessee at 5:30 on Saturday morning. And when they left, I woke up with them to wish them well and to say go Vols. But I gave them two Ziploc bags, Delk. Okay. And I told them, I said, look, kids, if we win then I expect that y'all will go on the field. And when we go on the field, I want you to grab a little bit of grass and I want you to put it in that Ziploc bag and bring it home. And sure enough, we got home at about the same time. We had been to the Polk Ball, a great fundraiser for the community on Saturday night, and got home about the same time they were driving in the driveway. And both of those kids got out of the car and the first thing they wanted to show their old dad was the grass that they had brought home. And that's the kind of experience, Tony, like you're talking about. It's almost just a, I mean, it's a lifetime sort of, you know, almost out of body experience. And uh, one thing I think it's important as, as volunteer fans, we need to be uh, gracious in defeat and uh, humble um, in, in victory. And so I think we're doing that. On the other hand, it just feels so good. You can't help but not talk about it as much as possible. Yeah, but Mayor, what what adds to that is the long drought that Tennessee had with Alabama. You know, 15 years. It looks like you could get a team every now and then to to win, but 15 years, that's a long time. 2006, that's right. Drought was big, you know. I'd be interested in Carrie, Carrie Powers, apparently. I saw some photos of, of, of her son uh, literally on the goalpost, and so I'm interested in uh, that perspective, whether that scared the mom at all. Um, it was all a high. Um, it was all an experience. I, I mean, I'm a prayer by nature, so, I mean, again, I just trusted that he was out there, you know, being safe, but... I would not have traded that experience for anything. And Reems is sitting next to me. Um, it it was, I mean, y'all have used words like surreal and life. You know, they, we are going to remember that day for the rest of our lives. And 
this is such a, an amazing team. They are family. They have so much heart. Shout out to the coaches. Shout out to the team. And in watching their interviews afterwards, they do not describe each other as a team. They are a family. The confidence that they have in each other, the love that they have for those coaches, it is a great day to be a ball. I, I was there from um, 90 to 95 um, for my first round at, you know, at Tennessee. And there was a lot of heart and pride in the, you know, we, we, Johnny Majors was there and then Phil Fulmer, these long tenure coaches and it was family and it was depth and, you know, they had volunteer connection and that's the feel that I get from this team. And it is so meaningful. The win was amazing. I am so happy that we broke that losing streak, but it's more about being a ball and watching the heart of the balls that I know that's kept me in the game for the last 12 years as a ticket as a season ticket holder that commits our Saturdays and arranges our family around it. It is like watching it um, come. I mean, and that Reams is here. I want him to speak to it too, but it's, it's so much more than a W, even though that W is priceless. And, and, I think and that's, that's why, great, yeah. And Tony. that's why, if I can jump in here, that's why I like on our post game thing, usually we're like into this happened on third down, this happened on. And I just said, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. And the time here in our space for seven hours was people talking about exactly what you're talking about, Carrie, which is, you know, I'd never thought I'd see this thing come back and we never quit. And I'm so happy for everybody. And just a word about Josh Heupel. You know, his story is so amazing because this is a guy who was fired by his alma mater and cast out. And he had to go down a level in football. And he's the most humble, normal person compared to some of the guys that have, you know, that have been head coach or that aspire to that stuff. He's just a normal guy. And even more than that, the way I describe him is, is emotionally intelligent, which when you're around people like that, that understand how to communicate with folks, that understand um, just treat people properly. Um, he's not heavy handed with people. He doesn't walk around going, hey, like around town, because I always hear this stuff, you know. He doesn't walk around saying, hey, I want this for free because I'm the football coach at Tennessee. He doesn't not tip people. Um, you know, that sort of thing. He values people. And it's good to see somebody like that win. So the whole thing is just – I just can't believe Tennessee 6-0. I'm just sitting here like, is this happening? You know, um, <clears throat> well, Reams, what, what did you think? I mean well, – You know, just – was was so fun to me to watch and see you know the pregame the just you know kneeling itself I mean just hear people talk about it that haven't experienced it before mm-hmm. I mean so many people that we know are like you know that I've never been to a sporting event anything like that and and it's true I mean it, it's it's different it's yeah. louder it's it you know just the I mean it's it's a, it's a true event which is so fun to be involved in. All right, folks, let's, it's time for our first break. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back, talk uh, UT a little more, and then we get out toward the end. We're going to talk more to Mayor Mulder, sort of shift gears about his vision for what he might accomplish if reelected to a second term. So Old we'll be- Smokey's still barking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, Tony, I should have started out. What an honor to be on the show with you. Oh, Carrie. Hey. And, and with you. Tony, stick with us if you can. Yeah, sure. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. We're going to do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch old bandit run. Welcome back. Three dudes with a view. Uh, my name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest dude, Carrie Powers, in her orange shirt this morning. How are you? Excellent. Happy Monday and go balls. All right. And we have a couple of very special guests. First of all, uh, Mayor Chaz Mulder, uh, Mayor of Columbia, Tennessee, graduate of the University of Tennessee, former president of the student body up there. And I mean, uh, he and his family. What year was that, Chaz? They are all orange. 2005 is when I graduated student body president. Also a torch bearer, which uh, Carrie and Tony, if you went to UT, would know what that that, uh, award represents. And uh, I bleed orange. If you cut me right here, there's going to be orange coming out. There's going to be orange. All right. Big orange deal. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, hey, I did get some listener feedback from your very own Lee Maddox, who was at the game. He said, greatest atmosphere in college football history. Yeah, that's. let's talk about that in just a minute. And, folks, uh, special guest, uh, Tony Basilio who is uh, out of Knoxville, Tennessee, has a program there that you can hear this afternoon from 2 to 4 on this station and uh, every weekday where he talks. I mean, he he pretty much bleeds orange as well as Chaz. How you doing, Tony? 
Well, Del, thank you. And it's it's a real honor to, to be on your station as well. So thank you for uh, taking a chance with me. Well, we uh, we we have... We we all enjoy having you. Yeah. Can, can I can I can I say that I thought this was going to happen? As far as uh, you, you saw the trajectory of Tennessee and the momentum they were getting, and, and it started with baseball. And I'm just talking about the UT, the yep. Ball Nation as a whole. It started yeah. with baseball, and it just seemed to keep picking up momentum yeah. as it kept, and it bled right into football. Yep. And I don't know what happened in that off week. But when they came back from that off week, they they've been unstoppable offensively. They have been unstoppable. Unstoppable. Tell you, Tony, I loved your baseball coverage this uh, last spring. That was that was great. Um, folks, but talking about the crowd, I mean, there were several times. Of course, I had to listen. Yeah. I had to listen on the radio, and uh, the uh, the crowd. It was obvious that I, I've never heard such an energized crowd. And Clayton, we may have to we may have to get some audio from that just when that crowd roared up there uh, to play during some of our sports shows. But uh, the, the Alabama uh, would get down to the end zone to UT's, you know, yeah. get within striking range, and yeah. the noise would be so great that the players could not hear the quarterback's calls. And well, I think you it know what? Even impacted more to the, the point, field goal as well. Well, what about Alabama's second series? When have you ever seen an Alabama team unravel like that? Exactly. You know, and, and look, I mean, that's that's a Nick Saban coach football team, and they they take three penalties because they can't hear. They're 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 constantly jumping and moving. They can't hear. And then the, and then the other thing, and then the ball gets back against the goal goal line, and this is a Heisman Trophy winning incredible football player. I mean, this Bryce Young guy. That was unreal how talented he is. I mean, but he yeah, not, but not not to mention our, our very own Hooker. And, oh, he's uh, a great player. And who's that receiver? What's his name? Uh, Hyatt. But, Five but, touchdowns. Hyatt. Yeah, but Bryce Young has no receivers. I mean, they have they have nobody around him, and he's back there. But he fumbles the ball in that second series, and that was all crowd. That was all just the crowd affecting that thing. And the the bottom line is Tennessee fans were so hungry for that that it was just going to happen. But That's in the last in the last couple in the last couple of games, Alabama has had a poor pass defense. Yeah, and Tennessee's always been known to have fast wideouts. And yep. when I saw that first touchdown, that that wideout run right past that defensive back, mm-hmm. he wind up chasing them all all game. Mm-hmm. He never could catch up and get in position. So right. that that was a tell right there for me. In the last two or three games Alabama played, they got burned on passes. Yeah. That's wow. right. You could see it coming. And you know the funny thing is the in, the people that gamble on this stuff, which I don't, because well, I value money too much. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't pick. I mean, I couldn't pick a game if my life depended on it. I mean, I would just lay down and say, okay, just end it, because I, I literally cannot pick games. But that said. Um, the gambling markets went to everybody bet on Tennessee all week. And then the sharp money who bets late, these syndicates bet millions and millions on Alabama late in the week, which pushed the line back up. I mean, you could see that thing coming from a mile away. Now I didn't have the guts to like believe in my mind that it was going to happen because we've been disappointed so many times, but that's incredible. And this hypo guy, his offense and what they do and the way they structure what they the way they structure their offense and the things they do are so innovative he's so far ahead of the curve right now and uh i'll tell you if tennessee beats georgia in in three weeks y'all i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself you think that's I mean, gonna happen for three days yeah yeah was all Haifa's always been a guy to have good offense everywhere he went he scores yeah. points and that's been the Achilles heel of Tennessee over the last several years. They haven't been able to score. Yeah. 52 of them. Good Lord. All right, folks, when you have when you have a win like this, everybody wants to join the celebration. Uh, Lee Maddox, who is uh, 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 the publicity man or the public relations man for Tennessee Farm Bureau, a graduate of the University of Tennessee, and was photographed uh, on the goalposts after Alabama beat Tennessee in 1982. Uh, oh. Yeah. 
Lee, how you doing? How do you feel? I, I feel pretty good, uh, Dale, and and especially I need to let Clayton know I feel pretty good. Clayton, uh, <laughs> just uh, Lewis and I, uh, as you all know, Lewis, he, he he and I were there, but I was not on the field this time 40 years ago. But Lewis and my daughter Branham definitely were, and uh, wow. uh, their their mother and I were really we were sitting way up in the stands, so there's no way we were going to get down there, but. Uh, we we were worried to death that something was you know somebody was going to get hurt. It was just so, just you know, obviously pandemonium reigned without a doubt. There you it go. Was, as, as Kerry said, I just really believe that was the you know with number three and number six, just it was the greatest atmosphere for a college football game in the history of the game. I mean, up to up to this point, I really believe that it was just the uh, just very exciting. And I, I will correct you. I, I am not. I did not graduate from UT. I'm, I'm an MTSU grad. Okay. But I was in school uh, in the communications department there in 1982. I was a freshman there 40 years ago. So that tells you uh, a little bit. Just a special night, special victory. Obviously, uh, Alabama. Uh, you know, you got to give them credit, and uh, just unfortunate for for them, but just fantastic for the Vol Nation. Yep. And Clayton came up uh, over the weekend. I don't know where he found it, but it's the front page of the Knoxville News Sentinel, 1982. And wow. there, there, there is a photograph of Lee Maddox riding the goalposts like it's a <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know that that picture is me, but there was one. It was the Tennessean, uh, that I was thinking that, uh, I was on the front page of the Tennessean. That, that Sunday morning, but uh, and I, I wasn't on top of it. And I tell you, it was scary because I was scared to death at that point. Somehow, everybody, when the goalpost came down, just a whole yeah. lot of people went down on the ground, and I had people standing on my back, and I was really scared there for a while that I was not that it, you know I was not going to make it. So I find somebody finally pulled me out from under that pile, and I'm, I'm thankful nobody, that, at least that we've heard about, has gotten hurt from. From you, know, you know what was amazing, Lee? What, first of all, you being there and then your kids getting a chance to do that and go on the field is just – that's what college football to me. That's what makes the game different. People that – and I have friends that are big professional sports fans, and they'll say – a great friend of mine's a longtime Major League Baseball guy, 20-plus 20, 20 years, been coaching that game. He says, I don't understand the college sports thing. And I said – he goes, well, the game, you know, the game's just not as good. And I said, it's not about the game. It's about the families. It's about the connection. It's about tradition. And unless you come from that perspective, you really don't understand what this is, you know? And like hearing you talk about you being there in 82 and then your kids are the other night, I mean, that gives me chills because that's truly what we're doing. I mean, it's really the connectivity in the community around this is just so unique. And and on my post game show, I mean, people by the thousands to hundreds of thousands that hear that thing are called to a connectivity and want to gather with their own, you know, and kind of gather with their tribe. And it's kind of a beautiful thing. I mean, it really is. And, you know, that, that's that, that thing you're talking about, like the field Saturday night, seeing those scenes. I was there in 89 when we stormed the field against Auburn. I have never in my life seen more people on a football field than Saturday night. That no. was insane how many people were down there. And some of the stuff that came out of there, like the grounds keeping guys are like <laughs> earlier, we were talking about bringing some grass back and, and those guys are fr friends of mine. And they're like, you know what? This was going to happen. I mean, the way I look right, at it is right, look, it. We, pay, we pay for the thing. So every once in a while, if you want to go on the field and get a piece of the field, Go on the field and get a piece of the field. Somebody went into the checkerboards. I don't know if you guys saw this, but cut out a shape of the state of Alabama and took it home with them. <laughs> oh, 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 God. I mean, you know, that's that's thinking on the spot there. Oh, and my I do God. want to say, uh, Mayor Mulder, I did uh, wish you were there, but know you were here for a great cause uh, at the Polk Ball. But I did see your kids. They were excited. I That's saw awesome. your father-in-law, uh, Leader Fitzhugh, and and uh, just enjoyed being able to see them. And uh, just, yeah, that, that, family, that family connection 
just a special, special day for the University of Tennessee. I'll and it looked what, like you I'll saw Randy Boyd, you know, they asked him, you know, right away. They got a, a, a video of him. Uh, if, you know, what are you going to do about this? Or what do you think about this, tearing this down? He says, well, uh, I guess, you know, it's okay for uh, tonight. If we can yeah. do this every year, that'd be good. So well, I don't know I mean, about every of, year. There well, you you're go. in publicity, right? I mean, you're, you're a marketing person. Think about this. $100,000, right, on social media for all the pictures that came out of there. What are all those pictures Ooh. worth across all that social media for what you saw the other night? It's millions and millions and millions of dollars is what that's worth. You Seriously. Know, Tony, when I was uh, an undergrad, I had some friends in the admissions office, and they would tell me that whenever Tennessee played on a nationally televised game, football, on a Saturday – yeah. The, the applications for admission that would come in on the following Monday morning would always p- spike up, particularly if it was a good game and they won. I would imagine that today, uh, if, if you look at when the day's over, the number of applications that come in, they may break a record on one day incoming applications. And that's another example of the positivity. I mean, all across the country, people had tuned into that game. They got to see a positive atmosphere in Knoxville, Tennessee. They got to see a lot of orange. And some of the sites, I mean, if you recall, CBS actually went back to the field post game, which they never did do because I yeah, think they everyone. recognized it was a special moment and the site is one of the best sites in all of sports. Yeah, I thought they extended yeah, their post-game coverage for, for quite a while. Uh, 100,000 screaming fans. I got a question for Tony. Tony, actually I got two. First question, do you think that we saw the two best quarterbacks in the country play on Saturday? And then after that, what do you think about a possible rematch? I think a rematch is certainly on the table now. Obviously, you got to go to Georgia and win, which, you know, that's not going to be easy. The thing about Tennessee is when you can score points like they do, and all these coaches know this, um, anything can happen. I mean, Tennessee defensively obviously is not probably not very good, but in the modern game, that really does not matter. It just doesn't matter. I mean, it's just all about kind of who has the ball last, and that's sort of how these games are going to be played. In terms of those quarterbacks, I mean, Hendon Hooker was so good the other day, and he played a guy whose performance from opposing players in that building, if there were five better performances than that all time by an opposing player, I'd like to say them. Because I'm here to tell you, that Bryce Young guy guy was unreal. He's got no receivers. He's got literally, this is a tweener year for Alabama. So they usually have all this high-end NFL guys. Now they've got young kids out there running around. And he's back there just making plays. Making plays. The only help he had was Gibbs, the running back in Alabama. He's a great player. That kid is fantastic. Great player. Yeah. And that that kid grew up a Tennessee fan. And our previous regime told him he wasn't good enough to play here. Well, and recruiting is another example on the applications. Yeah. I mean, where those recruits that were there, recruits across the country that got oh. to see that. I mean, that's also a huge oh. impact. Well, you talked about Tony Vitello, you know, before somebody did about him kind of starting the fire here during that pandemic year. Tony came down to our live show at Calhoun's on the River the other day, and I've never seen people respond to a guy. When Tony walked in there, I mean, my, my ego, like, deflated down to the ground. I'm like – Nobody get nobody ever gives me this kind, especially the women. I'm like, what in the world? Like this guy's like a, it's like the Beatles and it's 1964 or something. Well, anyway, when Tony Tony um, really is a guy that kind of started the fire, but he made a really good point. He told me he said he said um, we have the number one player in the country here this weekend. The number one baseball player in the country is here. He said, and that's the kind of guys when you coach these sports, the kind of guys and gals you can get on your campus when you have a marquee event like that on your campus. There you go. And that's the truth. I mean, that's, everybody wants to see stars. That's a big Alabama deal. Alabama is a star deal. That That is a that's a five-star deal. That was a five-star football game with a ten-star atmosphere. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. No, it doesn't. 52-star outcome. There we go. 52-star yeah. outcome. Folks, we are going to take our last break here. Tony, We, if you want to stay with us, we'd love to have I'll you. hang out, yeah. But the, we're going to talk mostly to uh, Mayor Moeller about uh, his reelection campaign and what his vision is for a second term as mayor of Columbia. Should he be reelected? Um, we 
probably will have a little Tennessee in there somewhere. No doubt about it. <laughs> a little, little big orange in there somewhere. Uh, and, folks, Tony Basilio will be on this station this afternoon, 2 to 4, talking more, I'm sure. You can't – there's really no other subject you can talk about this afternoon other than the game, is there, Tony? I mean, uh, they'd run me out of here if I did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take that break and we'll come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Does it really matter where you get your jewelry repaired? Of course it does. When you take your jewelry to a hometown jeweler, you build trust. Hello, I'm Rick Tillis, owner of Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia. I started as a goldsmith 30 years ago, and because of my experience and our staff, we ensure all repairs are completed to the highest of expectations. So yes, it does matter who repairs your jewelry. And if you are in need of any type of jewelry repair, please stop by for a free consultation. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. It's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barn. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Get ready for cold weather with Hiller's Happy HVAC Comfort Bundle. Keep your family warm inside and out. Bundle an HVAC replacement system with a germicidal UV light and an extended 10-year warranty, and we'll include a free solo stove. Or get a free solo stove when you buy a whole home generator or water filtration and descaler. Plus, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 12 months. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm the Republican-endorsed candidate for Columbia City Mayor. Columbia is home, and there's no other place like it. And the city itself is special. But what makes us great are our people. And of course, we've known this all along. Now, the world has taken notice, and everyone wants to move here, so it needs to be protected. And that's why I'm running for mayor, and I'm asking for your vote. We need to control growth and make growth pay for itself. We need to keep Columbia free and open, protecting our small businesses and churches from unnecessary mandates. We need to keep Columbia safe by hiring and maintaining the best police and fire in the state. And we need an economy that works for everyone in a city and a county that works together. There's no time to waste. The future of Columbia is in our hands. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm asking for your vote for Columbia City Mayor. Paid for by the committee to elect Debbie Matthews Mayor, Ken MacArthur, Treasurer. He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm east bound to watch old bandit run. Welcome back. Three dudes with a view. I am dude number three, Delk Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Delk. Good morning, everybody. 
regular special guest dude, Carrie Powers. How are you? I'm great. Extra happy Monday, everybody. All right. Extra happy for sure. Um, and uh, special guest and also broadcaster on this station uh, from Knoxville, Tennessee, Tony Basilio. How you doing, man? Uh, it's just a privilege to be with you all this morning. Thank you for the invite. We're glad to have you. After you do introductions, can I ask a question? Yeah, hang on. And Mayor Chaz Mulder of Columbia, uh, up for re-election this November 8th. and uh, Early voting starts Wednesday. Yep, and so Chaz is running for a second term. And uh, Mayor Mulder is here with, with us this morning. He's got a, a watch with an orange wristband. He's got on a belt that is orange and white checked. And a little little orange uh, bracelet here, too. A little orange bracelet there, and he's sporting some orange socks. So uh, I believe you know where he lines up on this issue. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that That is a celebratory uh, Monday morning outfit. Um, Carrie, what's up? Shoot. Well, I would love to get Tony's um, comment on this. I am – I know you talked about – um, Josh Heupel's just demeanor and who he is as a person and um, then I am absolutely fascinated by Hendon Hooker's composure on the field and you know that toss fumble you know like the way just I'm fascinated by his composure every time I see him either in person or on the screen if I you know for away games but the way he was able to keep his composure through the stress of that I mean I'm just curious your comments one about who he is but also like do you feel like that's the trickle down effect of Josh Heupel too from what you've said about him I'm curious I think those guys stories are really interesting because they parallel um both those guys were kind of cast out you know Hendon Hooker was sort of uh he didn't have many options after Virginia Tech uh, for the way it ended for him there. And those people up there can't believe that he's a quarterback that he is. Now, they knew he was a great, 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 great young man, strong person of faith. Family is uh, very strong that he comes from. I mean, he's just a high-character person. You know, you think about that play there. The thing that I was left with in the moment – and that you don't see from this Tennessee team that you have from previous teams or any or most teams, you didn't see any finger pointing. I mean, think about that play. They they make this play, and and then you'll say, well, was it the quarterback's fault? Was it running back's fault? The ball's laying there. Somebody takes it in for a touchdown, but they go over to their sidelines, and there's no finger pointing at all. Like that's their culture. Josh Heupel said uh, after the game, he said we go over to the sidelines, and when we score a touchdown. I tell our guys, okay, next play on the field, you know, like 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 if that didn't happen. We got to go back out and just keep executing. My son plays golf in college, like he plays up at um, in Philadelphia at the University of Pennsylvania, and golf's like that. You you have you hit a good shot, the next shot you hit might be something like something that a nine year old would hit, you know. But you got to go hit your next shot, and those kids that the other day have this ability. On this team, they have this ability, like you talked about it earlier, where they're so together, and I just think they've got a really strong culture. I mean, I, I'm telling you right now, I would not bet against Tennessee at Georgia in a couple of weeks, and I'm not trying to make the expectations greater than they should be because I think this 6-0 start, no matter what happens from here with this season, I think that memory Saturday night, I mean, that's to me – that's incredible. This is way more than I ever thought this team would do. Also, way a huge more. confidence booster going into Athens in two weeks. You know, the fact that we we held off Alabama at home, we've proven that we belong on the big stage, and that confidence yeah. that can push us through. Of course, this week yeah. UT Martin, next week Kentucky, and we can't overlook Kentucky by any stretch. No, and, um, and Georgia uh, playing at Georgia will that will be oh. difficult. That's right. That's right. Now, Mayor Mulder, I, I do one of those. Let's while, while we got the mayor and. Uh, and, and I think we'd be remiss, though, not to let our listeners uh, hear from the mayor about uh, what his vision is for a second term as mayor of Columbia, what he'd like to accomplish. Um, 
that's uh, we. It's hard to get away from this game, Mayor. But, but uh, well, you know, let's I, let's, I'm, let's spend a minute or two talking about this. All right. Well, I'm happy to uh, to come back anytime to discuss politics. If today needs to be totally dedicated to the to the University of Tennessee, because uh, anytime we're talking about UT is a good time to me. But you know, Delk, this past week was was really a good week for the campaign. It began on Tuesday night at the forum, uh, the Murray Alliance Forum, where uh, it, was, it was the opportunity to really, I think, uh, to have the two of us on stage together to sort of present our message and show some distinctions, what I believe to be pretty clear distinctions on on the two different campaigns. And then yesterday, uh, on the heels of a a victory on Saturday, we had our community celebration at Riverwalk Park and had so many people there from all across the community, which which has been really important to me to make sure as mayor that we're we're touching all of our community, not just some, and and our campaign is focused on that. And um, if you were there yesterday, if you're listening, uh, I think think you'll agree that it was just a good crowd cross-section of Columbia, Tennessee, and that's what this campaign's been about, and that's been our positive message and uh, talking about issues, and um, we do start early voting on Wednesday. It's hard to believe. You know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You always want to peak at the right time in a campaign, and I think when we left yesterday, uh, coming into early voting, we feel like we're peaking at just the right time. There you go. Mr. Yor? Uh, Mayor, uh, I thought the debate was outstanding, and uh, you did show a, a big difference between your opponent and you and, and the positivity. I was just kind of blown away with your total positivity about things based on some of the things that's going on in the county. How, how do you continue to you continue to feel that way? Well, I mean, you know, look, it, it is difficult when things that are said uh, during a campaign are, are not true. I mean, uh, there were some things that were said on Tuesday night about uh, some of our police and fire department vacancies or turnover rate. It just wasn't accurate. Uh, the fact that, that my opponent has voted for a property tax increase while serving on city council. She likes to talk about her city council service, but but she never mentions the fact that she voted for a property tax increase while she was serving. And there's one thing I've not done is ever voted on a property tax increase. But, you know, again, I'm more of the position that let's talk about our own campaign and about the things that we're going to do and about the positivity that we represent as a community bringing people together and try not to focus on the negativity but sometimes it's difficult when when things are said uh, because you feel like you have to respond to it because you want to stick up for yourself and and make sure voters know uh, some of the truth behind some of the things that are are being said but we're going to always focus on collaboration and unity both within city government also externally tonight I'm going to the county commission meeting to speak I've been invited to speak there regarding the the county's consideration of the Jackson's Law that they're going to be voting on tonight. I'm going to talk about the city of Columbia and where we are on that. And And that is the Jackson Law, folks. For those of you who don't know, the city of Columbia enacted. It's a the legislature gave Tennessee legislature gave cities and counties across the state the option of adopting the Jackson Law. Columbia City adopted the Jackson Law uh, several years ago. Uh, the Murray County never has, although it's my understanding that they're going to act on it this week. Now, what the Jackson Law does, among other things, is prohibits uh, uh, dumps from being located within a mile, I believe, of the border of the city or county which has adopted the Jackson Law. And it appears that that may effectively, because there is city property out near the old Monsanto property, the Jackson Law may effectively uh, block this proposed dump they've got out there, and um, uh, and the county. Uh, what the mayor's talking about is the county is considering and probably will adopt the Jackson Law now, and he's going to talk to the uh, county commission about it tonight. Yeah, I think it's going to. I would imagine it passes tonight, uh, perhaps unanimously. Uh, and you know, you talk about unity and collaboration, uh, Mr. York, but uh, but there are very few issues that I believe are out there that unite everyone uh, and from from what I gather this is an issue that does I mean I've heard from literally over the over the weekend I had uh, probably about 500 emails from folks some of which which were auto populated but I still get them and I try to respond to them but from all walks of life and, and it's it's an issue that we can all agree on and I think this is a good opportunity to show that collaboration uh, with the city and the county in a united front but Delk you pointed out that we adopted Jackson's law which was which is correct and that was one part of the puzzle in being able to have a voice in in this uh, particular application, but the other part was the fact that in 2017 there was land that was annexed into the city of Columbia that gave us the distance right. uh, proximity that if we had not had 
that proximity, then this application would have been passed by TDEC without any city or county input because the county did not have Jackson's Law at the time of the application, but because the city of Columbia did and the annexation, we really escaped something that could have been uh, out of our control. And, and so I think that's a, very good to point out. It's just out. darn lucky is what it was, that's right. but it, it worked. That's right. That's right. And so I would encourage all of you to, to, to reach out to your county commissioners. We believe um, that there there is an opportunity again to unite on this issue. And, you know, one thing that guides me in this process is protecting the Duck River. Uh, I've lived in this community my entire life, and I'm on the Duck River several times a year for recreational purposes. And I happen to believe it's our greatest natural resource. And so it's my obligation to do everything I can to make sure we protect it. Clayton? Uh Mayor, obviously a big topic is Murray County, you know, one of or is the fastest growing county in the state of Tennessee. We're smack dab, really, you know, just south of Nashville and just north of Huntsville. Uh, you hear talk about impact fees and, and, and what we need to do to help with schools and everything else. Tell us about what the city, what your thoughts of what the city does in the direction that we go with this growth uh, and how we need to work together with the county. Well, it's true. I mean, growth is, is undoubtedly the most uh, talked about topic that I'm hearing from on a daily basis on the campaign trail. If you tuned into the Murray Alliance Forum, I mean, I think 80% of the questions uh, revolved around that. Um, And, you know, it's something that, that, look, at the end of the day, yes, it is true. We have a lot of growth that's happening in Columbia, Tennessee. We saw it coming over the last decade from what Spring Hill saw. And it's something that should be concerning to all of us. I mean, we all want to make sure that that we maintain positivity and we maintain momentum. And we do have a healthy rate of of growth. But we also don't want to do it in a way that harms our community's character. Uh, We want to maintain our community's charm. And so Columbia has done a, a lot of things, uh, really everything that it can do from an infrastructure perspective, both from investing in our wastewater treatment plant to working with Columbia Power on increasing our water capacity to passing new zoning ordinances that really enhance the design standards, make it more difficult for developers to put in high-density projects. And what we want to do is we want to make it more difficult, but we want to find the healthy balance. This year we've had about 827 building permits that have been approved in the city of Columbia, some of which are also commercial, but, but the majority of those are residential. And I would suggest to you, Clayton, that that's actually a healthy or a robust uh, number. You don't want to be too high, but you also want to be at a point where you show that you are maintaining some periods of growth. And, you know, the other thing I would point out, too, what what Mount Pleasant is now seeing is some of the beginning of the growth that is now coming to Mount Pleasant. And so, I think the city of Mount Pleasant can take, you know, some some solace in the fact that, that it's coming to them and they have an opportunity to get ready for it. And really, over the last 10 years, perhaps Columbia didn't prepare for it as well as it could have because we knew that it was coming. But on the other hand, we've prepared for it pretty well. And, and again, I think the infrastructure piece is something that we see. The city and the county have to continue to work together, no doubt. We support an impact fee. I've already been talking with some legislators in Nashville, an opportunity to, you have to really lobby for that. You have to educate those members of the House and Senate and how important it is to Columbia Murray County and that education piece is a key piece of the overall passage and so there's a lot of good opportunities and, and there's a lot of positive things surrounding that our small businesses are thriving thanks in part to some of the growth we've seen so you know I don't think anybody wants to, to cut it off completely but it's a good conversation to be had and we're talking about it every day there we go Mayor Mulder now you know where he stands on some other issues besides his absolutely firm support for the University of Tennessee go balls yeah man Tony Pacilio. Tell us what you're going to talk about at 2 2 o'clock this afternoon. I think I have a pretty good idea, but, Carrie, thank you for sending me that uh, piece about the message the 98 uh, student body has sent to the kids that are on the campus now. That's who I feel most great about, and that's what we're going to talk about today. I love that there's a a whole generation of people that got introduced to uh, Tennessee football and, and the power of the connectiveness uh, that we all share through it. It's wonderful. All right, folks, we are out of here. Tony, Go thank boss. you. Chaz, thank you. It great is. to have you. Fun show. We will be back tomorrow morning, same time. Go have boss. a great week, folks. Rocky Early voting. Wednesday.